Hey everybody, welcome back to the Financial Freedom Show. My name is Rob Berger. In today's video, I'm gonna look at what I think are three of the best target date retirement funds. Also gonna actually look at one that frankly I wouldn't recommend and why and how it's different from some of the funds uh, that I do like. And then I'm gonna talk about one big gotcha with target date retirement funds that you need to keep in mind if you're going to use them as part of your uh, retirement savings. So a lot of this video comes from research that I did uh, for Forbes. This is an article that you're looking at now that I, I wrote for Forbes Advisor, where I did research on a number of target date retirement funds. We looked at, I looked at a, a lot of them, dozens of target date retirement funds, and ended up picking a, a handful that I thought were the best. You'll notice if we drop down to some of them, I was looking specifically at the 2060 uh, versions of, of these funds. Um, in today's video, I'm going to actually look at the 2050 uh, uh, versions. I will leave a link to that Forbes article below this video so you can check it out. Now, real quick, target date retirement fund. The idea is you would pick the fund that corresponds with roughly the year you expect to retire. So I mentioned a 2060 fund. Uh, that would be for someone that plans to retire about 40 years from now. We're going to look today at 2050 funds. And again, that would be for someone that uh, would plan to retire in roughly uh, 30 years. Typically, uh, target date retirement funds, you'll find them in five-year increments. It's not an exact science. You may, you may not know the exact year you're going to retire, or it may change over time. That's all right. You kind of want to get it you know, roughly correct. But the years are in the names of these funds, and they do that to try to make it a little easier to help folks in picking what will be a reasonable investment from their, for their retirement savings. Now, Keep in mind with the target date retirement fund, you can literally have a well-diversified portfolio with just that one fund. Uh, as we'll see, they invest in US stocks, they invest in international stocks and in bonds, and they do that all for you. You contribute your money, say inside a 401k or an IRA to a target date retirement fund, and the fund then allocates it to those various types of investments, and they rebalance the, those investments for you. And then as you get older, as you get closer and closer to whatever your target date is, say 2050 or 2060, uh, the funds uh, will shift the allocation slowly away from stocks and into more bonds to make the, the portfolio a little less volatile. That actually can create the gotcha that I want to talk about at the end of the video. But for now, let's start by taking a look at what I think are three great options uh, for those that want to use a target date retirement fund. And we'll begin with Vanguard. And so we're looking at the Vanguard Target Retirement 2050 Fund. Its ticker is VFIVX. We're looking at this in Morningstar. And this is a free tool that you can use at Morningstar.com. You would simply take the ticker of any investment you wanted to analyze, and you'd put it in the search box here at the top left, and it would bring you to the, what's, the page that looks like this. You'll notice we're in the quote section. That's what that red bar means. And uh, we can see that the cost of this fund is 15 basis points. That's just 0.15%. So it's a very inexpensive uh, fund. And if we go to the portfolio tab here, this will give us an idea of what's in this one fund. And you can see uh, this again is the 2050 fund at Vanguard. 54% approximately is in U.S. stocks, 36 or 37% uh, in uh, international stocks, and roughly, we'll call it 10, 9, 10% are in fixed income uh, or bonds. And we can even dive in a little deeper and um, look at the specific investments. 
So if we scroll down to the bottom of the page, we can see, and this is very typical, that this uh, target date retirement fund actually takes your money that you invest in this one fund and divides it for you among these various Vanguard uh, mutual funds. You've got a total stock market fund, you have a total international fund, uh, and then a couple of uh, bond funds. And so with just one investment into this target date retirement fund, your money gets allocated across these funds in, in these percentages. And I can tell you, having looked at all of those underlying mutual funds, uh, an investment in this one fund would put your money into literally tens of thousands or more than 10,000 bonds and thousands uh, of, of stocks. So it, it, it may not seem diverse, it's just one fund, right? But it is an incredibly uh, easy way to get uh, a tremendous diversification uh, for your for your investments and it's simple one fund and and you're done so that's the the Vanguard fund we'll look at its performance uh, in just a minute but its combination of simplicity and low costs is one of the reasons that I like it and included it in the Forbes article that I wrote uh, a few months ago so that's the first of the three I want to look at the second one it's right here this is State Street Target Retirement 2050 uh, this uh, fund's ticker is SSDLX. It actually has a lower expense ratio, just nine basis points. And its investment approach is very similar to Vanguard's. Uh, if we look at its portfolio, it's boy, it's almost nearly identical. Uh, a little different, but it's got about 51% in U.S. stocks, 35% in international, and we'll call it 10% uh, in fixed income or bonds. And uh, again, if we looked at its underlying investments it takes a very similar approach of course it's using state street funds not vanguard but it's allocated them across you know u.s uh, uh a, a u.s fund uh an international fund uh here they break the u.s stocks into two funds uh you've got sort of an s p 500 here and then a small and mid-cap fund uh down below and then uh, uh treasuries or bonds uh down he down here and here so a slightly different approach but the, the effect is basically uh the same and again this is i think an excellent low cost very simple uh very effective way to uh, invest for retirement and then our third and and final one that we're going to look at in terms of ones that i would recommend would be free uh, fidelity freedom now one thing to keep in mind with fidelity they offer both an index fund version uh that's what we're looking at here fidelity freedom index this is the 2050 uh, FIPFX. They also offer just a Fidelity Freedom 2050 without the word index, and it's got a different ticker. And those uh, that fund invests in actively managed funds, and the expense ratio is a lot more. I prefer the index version. For this particular fund, you can see it's 12 basis points, so a little higher than State Street, a little lower than Vanguard, but all of these funds are really inexpensive. And if we go to the portfolio, we're gonna see something pretty similar. Yeah, about 10% in bonds, about 50, in this case, 54% in U.S. stocks, 36% uh, in international. And again, we can come down to the actual portfolio. And just like what we saw before, we see um, a number of Fidelity funds. Here's the U.S. Uh, stocks, international stocks, and then some bond funds. Again, simple, low cost. I think it's a, a very reasonable approach to inv uh, investing for retirement. Now, before we look at the performance of these funds, uh, one thing to keep in mind, uh, in your own 401k, you may even have some of uh, these fund families, Van Vanguard, State Street, Fidelity. 
you may look at them and you may see a 2050 fund and its ticker say for example for fidelity uh, for the 2050 fund may be different than what you see here and that may be confusing and one thing to keep in mind is uh, mutual fund companies offer different classes uh, of shares of the same investment and they do that uh, in part because they'll offer lower expenses to institutional investors these are these are companies that are going to invest you know hundreds of millions of dollars and that's often what you'll find inside of 401k so let me give you an example this uh, identical fund has a, a different class it's called the premier class frlpx is the ticker this is actually the fund that's available in my 401k at forbes and you'll notice the expense ratio a little bit lower six basis points the portfolio if we look at it uh, should be pretty much identical give it a second to come up here we go yeah it's it's you know we can flip back from one to the other it's the exact same portfolio it's the exact same investments uh, the big difference is the expenses uh, uh, ratio is a little bit lower but really for our purposes I just want to point out you may see uh, these same fund families in your 401k with a different ticker and so I didn't want you don't want you to be confused about that and you can just take whatever the ticker is uh, in your 401k put it in the Morningstar and get all of this information now let's take a quick look at back testing uh, we uh, I put these in into portfolio visualizer and um, we've got the three funds right here maybe a little difficult to read let me make it a little bigger we've got the Vanguard 2050 fund we've got State Street and we've got uh, the the freedom the Fidelity Freedom Fund and if we analyze these portfolios these these three investments we're going to probably what you probably would guess they're pretty much neck and neck I guess the Fidelity fund comes out a little bit on top by a, you know, a couple hundred bucks uh, it's not a, a long period of time for analysis it goes from 2015 I believe yeah from 2015 because that's just what how much data portfolio visualizer has so we're talking six or seven years but you can see these are pretty much all neck and neck uh, and I think all reasonable choices now I mentioned I'm going to show you one that personally I wouldn't use and recommend and I'm going to do that not to pick on another mutual fund company or, or an investment but to show you why and to show you some differences and some things that you can think about and look at look for while you're evaluating your own options for retirement investing and so the fund that I wouldn't recommend this is just one example is the American Century One Choice 2050 fund you might say well Rob why is that isn't it pretty much the same well there are two reasons the first is the expenses you'll notice that the expense ratio is 1.14 percent that's 114 basis points that's that to me is just there's no justification for that when we've got great target date retirement funds like the three that we looked at certainly not the only three good choices but the three we looked at that had expense ratios of roughly 15 basis points or less also you'll notice this is an a share so if you're buying this in a 401k you probably shouldn't have to pay any sales charges but if you're buying this outside of a 401k you may have to pay a fee of 5.75 percent every time you invest in this fund and you see that if we go to the price tab right here it's called a front load there it is 5.75 percent now again in a 401k you wouldn't pay that outside of a 401k you very well might and there's just no reason to do that so fees are the first concern I have for this portfolio this this investment 
The second one is the portfolio itself. And I want to show you what, what they do at American Century. This is, again, a 2050 fund. So this is someone 30 years away from retirement. They've put almost 22% of the fund in fixed income, in the bonds. And while I, I wouldn't go so far as to say that's an unreasonable approach for someone 30 years away from retirement, for me, it's just too conservative. I like the approach that State Street and Vanguard and Fidelity and frankly other uh, fund companies have taken for someone 30 years or more from retirement, and that is more like a 90-10 portfolio. Um, so again, I wouldn't say that 80-20 is completely unreasonable, but uh, for me, I don't think it's the best option. Keeping in mind that if when you retire 30 years from now, even then you're still gonna be investing for a long time. It's not as if we spend all our money in the first year of retirement. At least that's not the idea, right? So um, if we looked at the performance of this fund um, and we compared it to one of the others, I've got to take, I'll take two of them out just to keep things simple. This is the fund that I'm not a fan of. So we'll put that as portfolio two and largely because of the fees, but also because of the asset allocation you can see that it's definitely underperformed. Again, we're looking at, in this case, all oh, about 12 years of returns data. And uh, it's, you know, uh, underperformed. Uh, it's a little less volatile and that, that we would expect that because it's got more bonds, uh, but still it's underperformed. And it may not seem like a lot, uh, but when you compound that over decades of investing, it can make a big, big difference. So there you go. Um, my take on, on three target date retirement funds that I like one that I'm not uh, particularly a, a fan of and why and the differences. I hope that helps you. Now, I mentioned a gotcha, and I think this is really important to understand. As you get closer and closer to retirement, I find that target date retirement funds, and this is particularly true as you move into retirement, um, aren't the best options. And the reason is, almost without exception, they get way, way too conservative. And what I mean by that is, if you take like the Vanguard 2015 fund, for example, so that's a fund for someone that say retired uh, about five years ago, it only invests about 30% of its assets in stocks. Now I get wanting to be more conservative once you enter retirement. I've certainly made my investments a bit more conservative, but I think that's just too conservative. I get concerned when uh, the equity allocation for a retiree gets below 50%. Now there may be in some circumstances a reason to get very conservative, but I think for uh, most people, 30% in stocks is just too conservative, even for someone in retirement. The real key is to recognize that over time, as you move closer and closer to retirement, these target date retirement funds do change the asset allocation, moving more of your money into bonds and out of stocks. And so you need to keep an eye on that and make sure the asset allocation is what you want for your specific circumstances. And if it's not, that's okay. You can just change into different investments. You could even change into a different target date retirement fund, even if it didn't match the year you wanted to retire, uh, as long as it had the asset allocation you wanted. Or as you move into retirement, you could perhaps move to a very simple portfolio that we've talked about in the past, like the three fund portfolio. And I'll leave a link uh, to that below the video. So listen, I hope this has been helpful to you. If you have any questions, leave them in the comments below. I'll be happy to help you out any way that I can. And until next time, remember, the best thing money can buy is financial freedom.